And I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Builder Modelers. Really glad to have you tuning in this morning. And just uh, as you know, all the regular listeners, we're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. We're talking about all types of remodeling projects, uh, materials, uh, anything having to do with the home. Even sometimes we talk to people about cleaning products or flooring products, uh, building a house, building a remodeling project. Uh, we talk about all the different scenarios we go through. So uh, all of you, if you're just tuning in, if you have an interest in remodeling your home or just have a general interest in remodeling in general, we sure invite you to listen every Sunday morning at 8. So today I've got uh, Matt with me. Matt, good to have you here. Uh, well, good morning. So Matt, you're one of our design consultants. I am. And today we are doing our project of the month feature mm -hmm. where we actually talk about a project that could be at various stages. Sometimes they're just getting started. Sometimes they've been finished. Sometimes they're almost done, mm -hmm. which I think the project we're talking about today, Matt, is almost completed. Very close. Yep. Very close. All right. So uh, we want to talk a lot about this process, about how you engaged with the homeowner initially, mm -hmm. what you, uh, how you would describe their home as you first saw it. Uh, we'll talk about what their dreams were. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here for, is to bring people's dreams to life. Right, right. Matt? That's correct. And that's a lot of fun, isn't it? It, is, it really is. Yeah, it's absolutely. Okay, so um, <laughs> if any of you listening ever want to get in touch with us, you can email info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want to look at our website, that's davefox.com. And if you want to listen to any previously broadcast radio shows, you can go to davefoxradio.com, davefoxradio.com. That's the easiest way to get there. And some people actually go there and listen to previous shows, Matt. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely can. <laughs> yeah. And they're all kind of titled by the content of the show. So a lot of good information there and really a lot of shows available mm -hmm. there as well. Okay. So again, thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, Matt, let's get into talking yeah. a little bit about you and your sure. background, how you got here. Uh, why okay. are you staying here? All that stuff. <laughs> Great question. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I've been in the trades for pretty much my whole adult life at this point. Um, grew to love it as a teenager, stayed in it through uh, my 20s and 30s, and um, really just have a passion for craftsmanship and building things, and that's kind of led me to different avenues along the way, installing kitchens, refinishing furniture, um, building furniture, building cabinets, you know, a lot of different fun things that I've been able to do. Um, been here at Fox for a little over four years now. I started out in the field as a carpenter and kind of worked my way up. And now I'm a design consultant and really love it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. So, and really enjoying my time here. Great. And we actually enjoy having you here too. Well, Matt. how about that? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> okay. Uh, so Matt, you mentioned uh, really enjoying working with your hands and stuff. When, at mm -hmm. what age did you really figure out that that's something you wanted to really put your life into? Yeah, good question. I started helping my dad build houses when I was in grade school, 11, 12. He would take me out to the job site and we would we would work during the summer and he would teach me how to do things. And if I'm being 100% honest, I did not love working on a construction site when I was 11. I think I would have rather been playing a video game at home, potentially. But it was, you know, when I grew up a bit and started to, uh, you know, my physical stature started to match the demand of the job. It became a little more fun. You know, when I was 16 or 17 is really, 
really kind of started having a passion for building and mm -hmm. it's really sort of just grown ever since then. That's great. You know, I was talking to Romano a couple of weeks ago just about the trade situation mm -hmm. and how we have a hard time finding new yeah. carpenters and yep. young people that are interested in the trades. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, as we were talking about that, we were talking about how there's probably a lot of young kids out there that haven't been exposed to mm -hmm. something like you just, you know, described That's working right. with your father and being able to work in a trade. Um, so there you got kind of awakened to it and introduced to it where maybe a lot of young people uh, only know video games and right. other things and have not ever really you know discovered that they're really good mm -hmm. with their hands or whatever yeah i was lucky mm -hmm. yeah but it's good just from an awareness point of view especially for moms or, or grandparents that are listening mm -hmm. you know i'm sure they can recognize that in their children and sure there's a lot of great opportunities in the trade so it's Agreed. a very fun job very rewarding. Mm -hmm. You get to change people's lives. That's fun. we do. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, the project that we're going to talk about today, uh -huh. just give us a little description of maybe the, when you first went to the clients' homes and had a chance to. Well, they only have one home, right? <laughs> the clients' <laughs> plural, home singular. Correct. Uh, you went to their home. Yeah. Uh, just talk about that discussion. Yeah. So initially, um, we went to talk about. A simple kitchen idea. I didn't really know exactly what they wanted. I don't know if they exactly knew what they wanted, but we were, you know, definitely w open for a conversation. So um, the home was built not that long ago, maybe within the last 15 years, but it was built in a row of homes that were constructed uh, maybe in the 20s or 30s down in the short north area. So it was built to fit in that sort of uh, style of architecture. Um, sort of a row house. So the whole first floor is open more or less. And they really kind of wanted to keep that, that feeling because it was sort of true to the architecture of the time, but make it more modern. Right. So that was our goal. By mm -hmm. the end of our very first conversation, I feel like we were on the same page, um, both for design and, and scope of the project. And we kind of just took the ball and ran with it Good. from there. So you're pretty much focused on the kitchen area. Yeah, we were focused mainly on the kitchen. It included some flooring, some accessories like trim, tile, mm -hmm. but it was mainly the kitchen area we were talking about. Okay, so how would you describe the kitchen to our listeners as it was when you saw it? So um, sort of a builder's grade, I would use mm -hmm. uh, that term. Um, cabinets were fine. They had wood doors and, and the stain was attractive, but they were showing a lot of age and wear. Um, and it, it wasn't really laid out very cleverly. It was, um, I'm sure, a, a design that was replicated in a, f a number of other houses and was used as a package, you know, to sell a home. And they really just wanted to make it their own. So mm -hmm. we sort of emptied the room, you know, theoretically and started over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in this scenario, not only was the kitchen kind of worn mm -hmm. uh, and needed upgraded, but also the layout was uh, Correct. impaired. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we have people coming to us with either maybe both of those issues mm -hmm. or maybe the kitchen cabinets are okay, but the layout is way wrong. Right. Or right. vice versa. You know, maybe That's right. the layout's fine and the cabinets are bad. Mm -hmm. So we get into all these different scenarios, which is really, make, it makes our fun, uh, job fun. There's yes. just so much variety. I agree. Everybody needs something different. Mm -hmm. Good. So did you hit it off with these people? We did. They actually trusted you to they do this? They actually thing? trusted really? me, believe wow. it or not. Well, good for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were fast friends. You know, they're uh -huh. um, very down to earth, great sense of humor. 
um, you know, I think we matched in a lot of ways, which helps, Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel like you can, um, connect with someone on a personal level, which I try to do with each of my clients. Yeah. So how were they aware of us? Uh, you know, I don't remember exactly how they found us. I think, I think they found us through a simple internet search if I remember correctly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, had these folks, uh, so they've lived in his house for a while? They have, yeah. um, Their children are grown and gone either in college or in careers of their own. Um, And so this was sort of their time to make their home their home Mm -hmm. without really any concern except for the two of them and exactly what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, change in lifestyle. That's right. Change the, the, the house accordingly. Okay. And mm-hmm. what stage is this project in right now? We are almost done. So okay. we have one more meeting with them um, to go over, you know, some very little items that are left on our list mm-hmm. of things to do. And then we're going to be completely done. Yeah. It might be interesting to talk a little bit about that process, yeah. you know, from start to finish, because it is pretty involved when it we're is. remodeling. We're in people's homes, tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. And they they let us do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Foolishly. <laughs> and then we got to put it all back together with that's something right. that looks a lot better, right? That's exactly right. right. So that's kind of the process. And we'll be talking about that this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt, as you mentioned, you went out first and talked to these folks, mm-hmm. kind of got an idea of what they wanted to accomplish. I'm sure you talked some about budget ranges at that we point. We did. So uh, we're going to take a break. After the break, Matt, let's get into the scope of the project. So we'll be right okay. back. Okay, we're back here with Matt, and we are talking about the project of the month here mm-hmm. at Dave Fox Radio, mm-hmm. right? Is this That's the Dave right. Fox Radio? This is the Dave Fox all Radio. Right. Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Glad to have you all tuned in this morning. In case you just uh, tuned in, I'm talking to Matt. He's one of our design consultants. Matt goes out and talks to clients when they call in, and in this situation, they wanted to redo their kitchen. So, Matt, you went out to the house. You uh, had a chance to look it over. You had a chance to listen to what they mm-hmm. wanted to accomplish. So when they talk about the things they want to change, that's scope, right? That's Mm -hmm. how involved is it going to be? What areas of the house is it going to affect? Is there structural issues that we have to deal with? Mm -hmm. Uh, Material issues? Are we matching materials or is it all new? There's just so many different scenarios. So tell us a little bit about how that first discussion went. Um, So initially, the reason they called me in here is because they didn't like their kitchen for a lot of different reasons. So as we started talking, I was walking through their home with them, uh, really going over what they like, what they don't like and why. Um, one of the things that they didn't love was that, uh, powder room was sort of, it almost feel felt forced into the floor plan of the first floor. Um, and didn't feel necessary. They've got two other bathrooms that they use more frequently. And so we really wanted to explore the idea of removing that entirely and what that would mean for the, really the possibilities of how their kitchen could grow mm-hmm. into that space that we were removing. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Powder rooms are interesting. A lot of times people consider them a very important part of mm-hmm. the layout in, in the home. And I mean, some of the powder rooms we do are just amazing because that's right. the room you're showing off to all your guests Absolutely. and everything. And I'm right now in the middle of remodeling our powder room mm. at home. How fun. And my wife, she wants it like, oh, yes. you know, knockout. Absolutely. <laughs> so I just say, okay, honey, yes, mm-hmm. I'll order that faucet if you really want it. Honey. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Those lights, wow. Okay, honey, you got it. Yep, yep. So... Uh, but in this case, it's interesting because they really did. It must have been in a spot where it just mm-hmm. wasn't usable. 
So it, it felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I even noticed that when I first walked in, um, before they even brought it up, it felt like it was just intruding mm-hmm. into the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure that created a lot of space then for you it to did. work with. It did. It allowed us to create a really cool little corner with um, like a roll up metal door, almost like a garage door where they keep their coffee station. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also houses the fridge. And uh, it it was it turned out really cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So describe uh, how the floor plan changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was the kitchen L shaped with an island before mm-hmm. or a peninsula? And mm-hmm. what kind of a plan did you come up with? So you're right. It was L shaped with an island. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the the end run of one of those sort of legs of the L was where it sort of butted up against that powder room. Um, so removing that allowed us to really keep the same basic shape of the kitchen we we reinstalled and rebuilt an l shape but it was much longer which could house uh, obviously more cabinets and a much bigger island okay. which was very important to them yeah with the kids out i'm sure they're thinking oh, yes. ahead and having grand grandchildren come <clears throat> yep and hosting and, dinner parties yeah more room mm-hmm. for that sure yeah yeah because a lot of uh, lifestyle changes happen when the kids are out and in our case, you know, they were out mm-hmm. and they're back, and they're with, back. with their kids. <laughs> and, uh, so, right. Um, so right now we only, um, you know, we, we've got a pared down, you know, the yeah. six, six, my daughter and six grandchildren are out. They're doing great. But mm-hmm. they come over often. They come often. over often. And having a huge island should. with all the seating, mm-hmm. uh, easy to clean up, which is really yeah. important when you got a bunch of five young boys in the house mm-hmm. eating something. Mm-hmm. You know what happens then? Uh, all the food disappears, well, and they make and a huge mess. Know, well, then all disappear. A lot of it's smeared all over the countertop <laughs> and the floor. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Yeah, but uh, so this was a change in their lifestyle. That's right. And they're changing their house to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. And having dinner guests over too, I think I'm sure there's a lot more opportunity when you're an empty nester to, for sure, you know, have different types of parties, different people yeah. in. Kind of takes on a different scenario. Which it does. That's why a lot of people remodel, right? That's exactly right. He was also really passionate about cooking. Okay. Loves to cook. Um, is very good at it. Is gets very involved and likes to use a lot of ingredients. Those are his words uh, when he cooks. So, having the space to do that, which we created with quite a large island, um, was very very high on the priority list. Mm-hmm. And so, when we were designing, myself and the interior designer, we worked together to create a floor plan that would accommodate that and still feel cozy and not just like a, you know, a bowling alley where you could prep your food. It, it still felt very comfortable. Yeah. So who was the interior designer on this project? The interior designer on this one was Sam. Okay. Yeah. So talk a little bit about Sam's involvement, how mm-hmm. that works, uh, how much of the layout she does versus what you do. Yeah. So initially I'll draw uh, a rough idea of how I think the floor plan might go. Mm-hmm with uh, rough ideas, sort of boxes for where the cabinets are gonna go, maybe some X's for where some lights uh, might make sense. And then I'll get together with her and she'll say, ah, well, you know, I think maybe the sink would work better over here because it'll be closer to the pantry and the stove and the fridge. And I'll say, oh yeah, why didn't I think of that? And then we'll come up with that one. And then, you know, I'll sort of clear the slate and I'll come up with another option. Mm -hmm. And we'll do that as many times as we can until we think we've got just enough, not too many. Until she convinces you that that's exactly you right. don't have a license to design kitchens, and she's <laughs> she going to do over it from there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. It, is, it is a neat dynamic between our design consultants mm-hmm. and the interior designers. It is. We have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
all of you are designers. That's to, right. To different levels. To different levels. Uh, typically, our design consultant is going to handle a lot more structural stuff, mm-hmm. maybe uh, room addition layouts, that kind of thing. That's right. And our interior designers, uh, a lot of them are certified kitchen designer through the National Kitchen and Bath Association. Sam mm-hmm. happens to be a master kitchen she and is. bath designer. She's very good. Yeah. So it's really fun to just kind of combine the two heads together in a cooperative mm-hmm. environment and throw out ideas and work through scenarios together. And all of that uh, is keeping the client's wishes at top center. At the right? front. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Makes it very fun. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, were there any particularly challenging issues in laying this kitchen out? Any structural changes? There were some. Um, the powder room that we removed wasn't holding anything up structurally as far as support. Okay. Except for one, there was a, a point load that carried some weight from the second floor to the basement. That was easy to build around. Um, some of the challenges that we wanted to, or that we faced, was moving the um, ductwork mechanicals and plumbing to a more appropriate location so that we could open up that space. That presented a challenge for us. So I actually coordinated with not just the interior designer, but our production manager, Greg, on that. And together we came up with a plan that would work and we ran with it and it ended up working very well. Yeah. You know, that's interesting uh, because when you know, in a lot of cases, we're removing walls, yeah. creating larger spaces, mm-hmm. or just rearranging spaces. And moving a non-bearing wall is really pretty simple, unless there's mm-hmm. mechanicals in there. Correct. It can be very challenging. And sometimes they can be very hard to find before we yes. dig into the house. That was the case with this one. <clears throat> they were diffi- a bit difficult to locate because the basement area was finished. Sure. The ceiling was finished. So where we would typically go down and look for pipes running up through walls, we couldn't do that here. So yeah. it was a bit of a challenge, but but we got it done. Yeah. We always let the client know ahead of time that's right. that there's a chance there's something mm-hmm. in this wall that's going to need to be moved. Mm-hmm. Actually, in a lot of cases, a pretty high chance. Yes. Could be wiring, could be Wiring is a lot easier to move mm-hmm. than uh, heating and ventilating ducts. It gets complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really fun to, I mean, it's kind of scary, but fun too, when these walls are opened up and you find yeah. all this duct work or I all know. this wiring and you get there and, <laughs> and the HVAC contractor calls you or the uh-huh. electrician calls you or the plumber calls you. That's right. You get out the job site, you put your heads together, you scope mm-hmm. out all the different possibilities and opportunities to get that out of the way so that you can remove the wall. Yeah. And that's really kind of a fun process. It is fun. It? it is fun. I just did that um, not two days ago. I have a project in a basement where we're installing a bar and there was a big eight inch pipe that was sort of protruding through the wall up into a soffit. Mm-hmm. And we just put our heads together, came up with a really simple solution. Sounds great. We're going to take a quick break. After that, we're going to get into some more details. We'll be right back. And we're back the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Build Remodelers right here in Columbus, Ohio. And this is our one and only location, Matt. Sure is. Yep. We don't have any stores in New York or Boston. Or no, not yet. San Francisco or Los Angeles. <laughs> nope. Nope. Those Just cities, here. Those cities were not good enough for us. Not we good enough. We needed the best. So we and that's why we're here. in Columbus. That's exactly right. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> so we've been here a long time, 38 mm-hmm. years, I think, yeah. and counting. Yep. And I have not been here all those years, but I've been here a lot of them. Quite a few. Since 1993. Nice. Yep. So, uh, and Dave Fox, uh, the founder, was going strong then. 
Mm-hmm. He retired in 2005. Yes, he did. Uh, so he's still enjoying life down in Florida. Oh, is he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. So rarely get to talk to him. But, uh, well, I'm sure he's having a great time. Yes, I'm sure he is. And he came up to visit us a couple of years ago and was just flabbergasted uh, going through our new building and the showroom really cool. and our facilities. And he was just yeah. beaming from uh, ear to ear. You know, but that just, was a lot of fun. It was really fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's interesting because he, you know, he had such a, a great uh, ethic of doing jobs well, mm-hmm. quality, you know, quality work. Mm-hmm. That's what Dave always wanted. He yeah. never wanted to walk away from a job he wasn't proud of. Mm-hmm. And we've embraced that wholeheartedly and, we have. and built on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been fun. And it takes good people like you, Matt, to make well, that gee, work. Well, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. We have a lot of really good people here yep. at Dave Fox. It's fun to work here. It is. Great team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are talking <clears throat> about our project of the month, and this is a kitchen project. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we decided to take out a half bath or a powder room. A powder room. Create a little more space in the kitchen. That's right. Powder room wasn't used before. We're just they taking up barely space. Barely used it. Yeah. That's right. And then as you we talked about our interior designer Sam getting involved mm-hmm. in working with the clients and hearing what they wanted to do. Yep. How they wanted to accomplish things. So in making a presentation to the clients, let's talk Talk a little bit, Matt, about what it takes for that first presentation. What mm-hmm. kind of tools do you bring to the table? How do you yeah. really show the client what you're proposing? Okay. So the very first conversation I have with a, a potential client is really important. I'm going to try and glean as much as I can from them about what their ultimate end goal is. Uh, because that's that's the the prize that I'm always going to be running towards, right, throughout mm-hmm. the whole project. So. I'll try to dial that in as quickly as I can. Sometimes it's on that first meeting. Sometimes it takes a few to really dial in what they want to do. So I'll take that raw idea. um, I'll take that back and I draw the footprint of the house as it sits. And then I'll come up with a few different ideas. And then we'll call them in here to our showroom. And me and the interior designer, who in this case is Sam, Mm -hmm. we'll sit down with them and we will present them with however many options we could come up with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Let's it's only one. Back up just to here and talk about the, uh, the measure, because that's when yes. Sam goes out with you and, that's right. and talks to the client. After I have my first meeting mm-hmm. uh, with a design uh, pot- potential client, um, they will retain us, and then we will come out and do a measure. It'll be me, the interior designer, and our drafts person, who is Romano. And we'll spend sometimes a few hours walking around and drawing the home, depending on how complicated the project is. Mm-hmm. And then it's that set of drawings that I take back with me mm-hmm. and, and use to draw new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then what are you going to have to show the client when they come in, when they're all excited? Yeah. So I want to let them down. Yeah, absolutely. And you're scared to death that they're not going to like what you did. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a bit daunting, right? Because A, this is a big deal. This is your home that we're talking mm-hmm. about and we're getting ready to rip it up at least mm-hmm. theoretically. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm sensitive to that and not, um, you know, coming up with these crazy undoable ideas. Sure. So I want to build, or I'm sorry, I want to design and draw something that's within the scope that's capable to be at both paid for and built in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. So I'll come up with as many floor plans as I can to show them. Sometimes it's only one or two mm-hmm. that, that even makes sense 
for their yeah. space. Sometimes it's five or six, and, yeah. and we'll go through them. Yeah. And we'll pick out the ones we love and throw away the ones we hate. Yeah, I think you hit on something that's one of the greatest strengths of design build is the fact that we are not designing some grand and glorious project mm-hmm. that we don't have to be responsible for the budget on. That's right? exactly right. We are responsible for the budget. We definitely So we are. can't draw the Taj Mahal uh, and expect to, the clients to just fork over whatever that takes. That's We've right. We've got to respect their budget mm-hmm. and make sure that our design lands within their expectations, right? That's right. Yeah. I've yet to encounter a client that says, Matt, I have an unlimited budget. Yep. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> I've had a couple say that over the years, but mm-hmm. you know what? It wasn't it's actually not really the true. Case. <laughs> yeah. It never really is true, is it? <laughs> no. Everybody's got a budget. Some mm-hmm. are higher than others, yeah. some are lower than others. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely need to be sensitive to that. Yeah. And build accordingly. Yep. Okay, so every project has details and details mm-hmm. are really critical and important. Uh, right. Talk a little bit about the details of this project, maybe special materials or yeah. any particularly complicated uh, items. It was it was really more about creating a feeling okay. of clean, simple space with a lot of uh, hidden potential and accessories just below the surface, if that makes sense. Sure. So a lot of the cabinetry was done to create almost a seamless look, like of a box, mm-hmm. um, and even to the point where we didn't want heavy hardware. We wanted something small that would almost be concealed so that when you look across the surface, it looks like a solid piece. Mm -hmm. But when you open it up, there's these wonderful accessories inside. So that was what we were aiming for. Yeah, sounds terrific. And you described the kitchen before as being uh, stained wood, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of a typical, you say the house was built 15 or 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So more of a very traditional look. That's right. Maybe darker. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like a dark red wood cabinetry Mm -hmm. with um, like a composite type countertop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how's that vary or how's that differ from what you guys came up with? It's very, very different. Yeah. What we came up with was a flat panel wood grain door. So it has that sort of warm, natural feel of wood, Mm -hmm. but flat and modern. Mm -hmm. And then for the top, we used a quartz that almost looks like concrete. Okay. To almost, again, create that clean industrial look. Yeah. So what what color was the cabinetry? Gray, uh, grayish brown. Okay. Almost like a gray wash on a brown mm-hmm. wood tone. All right. Yeah. But it, re- it probably lightened up the area a lot, right? It really did because there are less uh, shadow lines. And we also yeah. accented that darker wood with a clean, bright white upper cabinet oh, on cool. the wall. Yeah. And white subway tile from the countertop all the way to the ceiling. Well, that's unusual. It's very cool. Yeah, but that really made a, a great look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was very unusual. Yeah, I'm looking right now at a rendering of mm-hmm. the kitchen, which I'm sure Sam did, right? She did. Because you can't do it this good, I can't can do that. That's right. I'm not capable. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm practically looking at a picture here. Yeah, it's nice. So it is so much lighter and brighter. It really is. Than the previous kitchen. And I noticed the floating shelves in there. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. We did a few floating shelves across the back wall of the kitchen where before there was some very dark, bulky, heavy looking cabinetry that really made that back wall feel like it was closing in on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now to the left and right of there's a really nice window that looks out onto their courtyard. And that now becomes the focus of that space instead of that heavy cabinetry. Yeah. Focal points are so critical. Yeah. Whenever you walk into a room, you instantly get a feeling. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sometimes you can't really put your finger on why you feel right. certain ways about rooms, but some rooms you walk into and it's mm-hmm. just calming. You love it. The vibe. It's, yeah. it just feels so That's good. Right. Other rooms, you're just kind of a little bit uh, uneasy in or edgy. You know, a little edgy. And there's elements of design that make that difference, isn't it? Color, there are. Uh, geometry, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor space, you know, mm-hmm. v- viewing outdoors, all those things really come into play. They do. And give you that instant feeling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if people are shopping for a home, a different home, when they first walk in, that is usually what either it gets is. them or loses them. Mm-hmm. That feeling that they have. That right very away. first feeling. Yep. Okay, we got uh, another segment to do here. Matt, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the home. Whoops, I always do that. I don't know why I've been doing that so much lately, Matt. Um, it's the Day Fox Home Remodeling That's Show. That's right. And I always start with, welcome back to the home, okay? Well, you can put the words to whatever order you'd like, right. Gary. It's the Home Remodeling Day Fox Show. Home Remodeling Day Fox Show. Right. <laughs> Glad to have everybody listening this morning. And uh, I'm talking to Matt. We are talking about the project of the month. That's right. And it's a kitchen project. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, we've talked a lot about, oh gosh, you know, meeting the clients, Matt, All uh, kinds working of stuff. through the designs with you and the interior designer, mm-hmm. uh, the whole process there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our process. Okay, so we have talked about the design work and then That's presenting right. to the clients. And then they say, okay, we love, the, we love it, the price is right, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. So what happens from that point? So when we, when we get to that point, we, we sign a contract. Um, and we get them into our sort of rotation with our production department. Um, and then they'll be given um, some opportunities to meet with our interior designer to pick out the final selections of the, the materials that they've chosen. So that's going to be colors of cabinetry, cabinet hardware, sinks, countertops, every, basically everything that's going to go into their project is mm-hmm. the next step after that. Yeah. So picking all that stuff out is important. The, Very. The timeliness of it. Correct. Is kind of inter- it's an interesting dynamic because we've got homeowners. Some of them are very decisive. Some of them are mm-hmm. very not, are not decisive. That's right. And <clears throat> some are constrained by a budget. Some are not so constrained by a budget. All these things come into play during that selections phase, mm-hmm. and it can move along very quickly, or it could take a long time. It can. And yeah. we're in a kind of a position where we want it to move quickly, but yet. This homeowner, we want to make sure they get what they want and they feel comfortable. That's right. With what they're selecting. Yeah, so it's a it's a balance, right? We need to um, help folks make decisions as much as we can, but ultimately, it's your decision what you want in your kitchen because it's your home. Mm-hmm. So we're here to facilitate that and do whatever we can to make that process easier. Yep, and we want them to love it 15 years from now. Absolutely, as as they do when we're done. That's exactly right. And we actually hear stories of that happening all the time, which is great. Yeah. Okay, so now they've gone through the selection phase. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, we've been working on getting our permits in place. We've been ordering material ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Cabinets is the biggest thing. Countertops, cabinets, tile, Mm -hmm. lighting fixtures, plumbing fixtures, Mm -hmm. uh, cabinet hardware. That's all stuff that we try to have on hand or at least know when it's going to be here before yeah. we get started. Sure. So there's no surprises later on. Yep. It does still happen, right? Occasionally something will happen. A 
you know, a I box truck. I didn't know in the remodeling business that anything ever did Oh, no, it never right. does, but just, you know, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, okay. There could be a job where maybe something does There could hypothetically in. be a job somewhere true. where something didn't okay. go as planned. <laughs> it could be. All right. Well, I've yet to run into that, but we'll see what happens. Right, All right. right. So we, we even try to have a plan for a plan. You know, and so that there are as few surprises as yeah. possible. And it's nice that we have a nice large warehouse where we can we pre-order do. all these materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to walk through there because there's different bins and mm-hmm. areas for all the different projects that are yeah. coming up. And they'll be stocked full of materials. And yeah. Pretty soon they're going to go out to a job site and be installed in yeah. some home. It is kind of fun to walk around and see, you know, the different job names mm-hmm. on different bays and racks of shelving and know that you know, that's going to be in somebody's house soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So plans are approved. We're getting mm-hmm. permits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got materials ordered. And then what happens? So um, as we approach the start date of any project, I'll want to have a meeting with them, with me, the interior designer. And this is where they get to meet their project manager. And we'll come to your home and really just kind of go over everything that we can think of. Um, starting procedures, what to expect on the first day, um, give you a calendar of how we expect the job to go, um, and really set the expectations moving forward uh, for what's getting ready to start. Um, and then, you know, soon after that, we'll actually begin. The work mm-hmm. will come and we'll lay some floor protection down and hang some plastic to keep the dust in place. And, and then we're underway, mm-hmm. swinging hammers. Yeah, and that's when we introduce the project manager. That's right. Yeah. Which yeah. is what you used to be. That is what I used to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about the project manager's role. Mm-hmm. So the project manager, once the project begins, is really the primary contact. Um, he's going to be the go-to guy for really everything that you need. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on site as much as he can. If it's not every day, it's going to be every other day to make sure his carpenters and, and the other people on site are doing their job and doing it right. And he's going to be in contact with me throughout as well so that whatever vision we set at the beginning of the project gets translated to real life. Yeah. So then really we have a three-member team that's, that's working right. for that client. So there's you, the design consultant, the mm-hmm. first person they met. Mm-hmm. And then the interior designer, Sam, got yep. involved. And then our project manager is introduced, and he's mm-hmm. the one that takes all of you and Sam's hard work in the design and estimating mm-hmm. side and turns it Makes into it happen real. In real life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, along that process, uh, we have a few times where we regroup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's going to be certain points throughout the project that we're going to want to meet up again and make sure everything's still going great. Mm -hmm. So after we get all the demolition done and we're starting the framing, I'll try to come out, visit the job site, make sure all the walls are where they're supposed to be and that they look right. Again, when we do electrical and HVAC and plumbing, and all of that stuff goes in. I'll, I'll visit the site with the project manager, and a lot of times the interior designer will come as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that happens, we'll walk through before the electrical is done and make yeah. sure you know, where all the lights are going to go, where do you want your switches, because these things can be really important to how your space functions sure. at the end. Yeah. You know, people can examine plans, and we create the electrical drawing, mm-hmm. and we talk through the homeowner, with the homeowner, you know, all the different locations for light switches, lighting, outlets. Mm-hmm. So some people can visualize it really well that way. Others nod their head oh, like they not are so visualizing much, right. it, but maybe they're not really getting it. <laughs> yes. But once that space is created, that's right. 
maybe if we've knocked out a wall or two, or maybe even if we've added on and expanded, mm-hmm. then you're in a space at that point in time and you're looking at it and you can visualize so much more at least yes, homeowners can. can and anticipate maybe their needs a little differently than when they were looking at plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at that electric QC meeting that we have, quality control meeting, that's the opportunity for the client mm-hmm. then to say, you know what, here I am looking yeah. at this. I, I want an outlet here. Yep. I want to move this light switch here. I think I need extra light here. We understand that. That's yeah. part of, uh, part the, way of the, the process goes. So we're yeah. prepared for it. And mm-hmm. We'll have our electrician out there and that's right. talk through all those issues and get the changes done before we run a bunch mm-hmm. of wiring and have to move it then. That's right. And he will you know, write notes on his drawing so that he remembers where everything goes mm-hmm. and there are no questions later. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then once the mechanicals go in, then we put some drywall up. Then we start buttoning it up. Yeah. Put the drywall back on and it really starts to move along mm-hmm. at that point. You know, yeah. a lot of the inspections have taken place at that point. So we kind of get to take the ball and, and run with it. Yeah. And it starts to get pretty again Yeah. after that. So right at that stage where before things start to get pretty, the mm-hmm. client's kind of their hearts in the bottom of it's the It's a tough tank, stage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> how do these clients... It's uh, ugly uh, and dirty. How did these clients do through that tough time? They were actually really great. Good. Yeah, it was it was really great. So part of the challenge is that we were working through, um, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, and then they were working from yeah. home, and um, sometimes they were on one side of a sheet of plastic trying to type away on a laptop, and the crew was on the other side ripping it apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they were champs. Yeah, they really were. That's great. Yeah, because if people can make it through to that point, and it's not fun. I've done major remodeling on every mm-hmm. house I've lived in, and yep. You know, it gets dirty. Every job's got that time when it's like, oh, when is this thing mm-hmm. going to get done? But then all the finished materials start to go in. That's right. People start to see it happening. Mm-hmm. It gets exciting again. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they are super excited. Super. And glad they did it. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Matt, thanks a lot for being on the show this morning. It's yeah. been fun talking about this project fun. and getting your points of view and how this process went. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in this morning. Again, you can reach us by email info at davefox.com we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts or questions uh, just shoot us an email Uh, we'll be back here next sunday morning at eight talking about more remodeling and more projects we'll see you then